Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about abundant living this morning. And so many people, you know, they're not living abundantly. They're just living day by day. And God wants us to have life, but he wants us to have abundant life. But in order for us to have that abundant life, we've got to enter into it. It isn't something we just stumble into. It's something that we intentionally get into. So today what I want to talk about is how to get into this abundant life and then how to stay there. There's so many things that are given to us that say if you'll do this, if you'll do that, then your life will be better. And some of those things do make our life better. But in order to have abundant life, to be uh, in such a way that things are wonderfully great and that even in our worst situations, we can have a life that will take us through the hard things that we have to face. There are many things like this in life. It is not easy for some people. Some people have easier than others, but for the most part, we all have to go through some difficult times. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's a problem we have. It's, we wonder if we can ever solve it. There's, you know, what they might be. Each one of us have different things in our lives, but we can either take those things and we can make them a stepping stone or we can make them a stumbling stone. And what I want to talk to you about today is how to enter into this abundant life or how to have the rivers of living water flowing through your life. So the first thing we need to talk about is what is it that's keeping us from having an abundant life? If you're having abundant life, then I want you to share it with us. And we have our uh, phone number that you can call in and talk to me and talk to my audience. It's 888-463-6748. Feel free to call me at any time during this presentation this morning and we'll talk together about what maybe your need is and your difficulty and why you're not having abundant life and how we can help you to get that abundant life that will set you free from a lot of worry and a lot of maybe disappointments that you have. So first of all, we got to ask ourselves, why don't we have this abundant life? It's because of sin in our lives. People don't, they don't really know what sin is for the most part. They, you know, they don't really think about it too much. 
But sin is selfishness. It's have, wanting to have our way rather than God's way, or, or we want everything to go our way. We don't want to sacrifice for it. We don't want to work much for it, but we just want it to come to us. Sin says, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to be what I want to be my way. And usually when we do that, it turns out not the way that we really wanted it to be. But the Bible has a lot to say about this matter of sin and what keeps us from having the abundant life. Jesus said the way to life is narrow and few there be that find it. The broad life is the way of destruction, and most people are in that today. But I have some scriptures here that might help you. You know, the, the Bible is God's word, and so we can, we can trust what God says. So it says, for one thing, it says that none of us are righteous. Says it that um, none of us really understand. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. The mind and conscience is defiled. The Bible tells us that there is a way that seems right to a person but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so we kind of go through life wanting an abundant life, but we're trying it in all the wrong places because sin leads us in the wrong places. So once we've realized that we have sin, that we have things in our life that are not right, that it makes us feel bad when we do them. And we wonder how we can get out of this. Do we have to be this way all the time? How many people have quit drinking, for example, and then they're right back at it again? How many people quit swearing, quit using God's name in vain and things like this, and they're right back to it again? And they get deeper and deeper in, and they wonder, Is there any deliverance for this? Is there any help for me on this? And I'm here to tell you the good news today. Yes, there is. You can live an abundant life. It doesn't make any difference who you are. It doesn't make any difference what society you're in, what part of the world you're in. This is good for all of us. And I received this about 57 years ago. So I know what I'm talking about today. I'm not just telling you something out of a book that you don't know much about, but I'm telling you from personal experience that you can have this life, and it comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're up on our break, and so this is Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water at TalkZone.com.
Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for coming back with us. We have been having difficulty this morning, but I'm sure that we're getting it all worked out. And, uh, you know, that's the way technology is sometimes. We, we like to think that it's okay, but it's a lot like what our, uh, what happens when we really want to go God's way and things begin to mess up, don't they? And that's just the way life is. Things kind of mess up. They, we seem to want to go a particular way and our heart feels that we want to go that way, but we end up not going that way. So now we have a, a very good illustration of what we're talking about here, don't we? That we, we just mess up a lot of times in our life and, and we get discouraged and we, we think, well, what's the use? But like I was saying, that the Bible tells us that there is a way that seems right to a person, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That way is trying to do it our way. I've seen illustrations, you know, of people trying to do it their way, and and our nation has been trying to do it their way without uh, much help. Way back there, they said, we don't have a deity to to save us, we got to save ourselves, and we've been trying to do that. And we found out by trying to do that that really things got worse rather than better. And look at the mess that we're in now because we've tried to do it our way. But God has a way for us that will make us to have that abundant life, will give us that abundant life that we're talking about this morning. God is so good to us that he has provided a way. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus came that we might have this abundant life that we're talking about this morning. The only way we're going to miss it is to try to do it our way. If we're willing to let go and let God have his way, then we know for sure that we will have this abundant life. God promises it to everyone, not just to a few of us, not to just a select group of people and just let the rest of you kind of squander around and do what you uh, feel like you're going to do. But, but God has an abundant life for all of us that we can follow. If we try to do it our own way, we'll find ourselves in the mess that we're in right now in our nation. Our nation needs to get back to God. And if you've never known the Lord, and if this all seems strange to you this morning, I want you to know that it isn't strange. It's what God has for us. He has it for you. He has it for me. He's given it to me a long time ago. Says if a man will come after me. And this is Jesus talking. Jesus said, if you'll come after me, here's what you've got to do. You've got to deny yourself. Deny your way of thinking about things and let go and let God do it his way. God is all wise. He's all powerful. He knows you. He knows you through and through. And because of that, and also, like we've already said, he loves you. And so he wants to do this wonderful thing for you of giving you an abundant life, setting you free. The truth will set you free. 
Jesus is the truth. He he will set you free if you will allow him to do so. But we have to deny ourselves. We have to deny our way of thinking and get into an entirely different way of thinking. We can't do this on our own. But it says if we'll take up our cross and we'll follow Jesus, then we will have this life that I'm talking to you about today. So we need to take up our cross. Now the cross is a way of dying. Back in the Roman days, one of the executions, one of the types of execution was crucifixion. Crucifixion is the most terrible way that anyone could ever die. You go to the electric chair and in a fraction of a minute, not very long, and you're gone. And a lot of the things of execution, you know, if you if they shoot you, that's it. But the Romans, they nailed you on a cross. And for hours you would be there. Until you were so exhausted you would just you would just die. It was a terrible death. And the Bible tells us that we need to take up our cross. And it tells us that we need to take up our cross daily. We die to ourselves so that we can live to Christ. And when we live to Christ, we have a new, a new life. Paul put it this way. I am crucified with Christ. He said, I am crucified with Christ. And he said, nevertheless, I live. Now, so we're talking about a crucifixion that you die out to your old life, but you live to a new life, to an abundant life. This is the only way that we're going to have abundant life, is to have a new life. The the life that we have now without Christ, without salvation that we talk about, or being born again, there's a number of expressions that we use, but it all comes to one thing. We die out to our life, that we might live to Christ. And he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. We have Christ in our hearts. We have Jesus in our lives. And he becomes the Lord of our life. And then he says, and this is in Galatians 2.20, if you'd like to look it up. He says, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So we have this life in Christ that we live by the faith of the Son of God. And so it's Jesus' faith that's in us that enables us to live the life, the abundant life. And then he says, who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ loved us and gave himself for us. So if we will be willing to die out to our old life that we're living, the Bible also tells us that when we do this, we become a new creation. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things become new. So we have a new life in Christ Jesus our Lord when we 
open up our lives to him, when we're willing to confess our sins and forsake our sins and let God be God in our lives and take up this cross daily of dying out, then we can live. Now, this seems like a paradox, doesn't it? That a person would die first before he would live. But, you know, this happens in a lot of things. This is not as unusual as we would think. Think, for example, when you get married. Before you get married to that beautiful woman or that uh, handsome man, you have to think about, I'm going to die out to all my other relationships. I'm not going to run around with, with every person. I'm going to take this person, and this person is going to be a special person to me. I'm going to be faithful to that person. As a matter of fact, when you stand up and in your wedding, you say, for better or for worse, for richer, for poor, I'm giving my life to you, to be a blessing to you, to be a help to you. And so in marriage, we we die out to our old life of, you know, kind of living for ourselves and everything, and we die, we come to a new life with this new companion that we love very much. This is the same way it works when we're being uh, transformed by the renewing of our mind, the Bible tells us about that. And so we take on this new life in Christ Jesus. And when we do that, we put aside the other life. There's so many other things today that we need to put aside that we think maybe are doing us good and they're not. But I'll guarantee you that if you will Give your life completely to Jesus and let him have his way with you, just like in a marriage where you put away that old life and you pick up the new life. And now you've got a new friend, a new companion, a new person to help you before you were kind of out there doing your own thing, as they would say. But then you turn around and you start doing this new life. You have to admit that what you've done is not right, and now you're going to uh, get forgiveness. God does forgive us from all that old past life that we've lived. And, you know, that's the way it works in a marriage as well. You may have not, you might have lived a pretty wild life back there. You know what I'm talking about when I talk about a wild life? You might have lived a life like that, but your companion forgives you of that life when you commit your life to that companion of yours. And it's the same way with with Jesus. When you're willing to let him forgive you of all that life, and then there's another thing about it, you forget about that. You know, we we can just keep on going and worrying about the past. We can say, oh, I was a terrible person back there. Paul, the apostle in the Bible, he was out killing Christians. And then God came along and brought him to himself, and he became a new person in Christ. What would have happened if Paul would have kept on thinking about those things? 
if he'd have kept grinding himself in the ground with those. When God forgives you, he forgets it. The Bible says that he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west. He says he throws them into the depths of the sea, never to be remembered against us again. So when we really ask God to forgive us of our sins, he will do so. If we come to him with our whole heart, we're just not half-hearted about it. Some people, when they get in trouble, they start coming to God and asking him things and making promises and everything. And as soon as the problem is over, then uh, he he uh, he will uh, go right back to the old way again. Some people, when they get married, they go for a little while and then run back into their old life again. That never works. We got to forget that old way once and for all. And once we forget it, then, and we go with the Lord, we have that abundant life that I'm talking to you about today. But it will not be for you unless you're willing to go God's way rather than your way. If you'll do that, then you will have a new life in Christ Jesus, and old things will pass away, and everything will become new, and it will be a wonderful thing for you. Well, we're up on our break, and so this is Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water at TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water. I appreciate you staying with us. We've been having technical difficulty. It looks like the Skype's been kind of freezing up and various things, but uh, we're all right now. So I want to open up the line for you. It's 888-463-6748, and you can call in, and and we'll talk today. Perhaps this is new to some of you, but I want you to know that I'm telling you the truth today from personal experience. And back there 57 years ago, 1956, I was... 17 years old. In less than a month, I would have been 18. But the Lord began to talk to me, and I was in a church service way back in the back of the aisle. And at that time, I was a rather bashful kind of a person. But when the Lord started talking to me, then I went forward. And those, you know, we do have churches where you go forward and you you bow and you ask God to forgive you of your sins. You you bring your life before him, and he already knows about it anyway. But that's what happened to me about 57 years ago back there. And I was never the same after that. 
And some people thought that I'd really jumped off the log. You know what I mean? <laughs> they thought that I had really flipped out. They thought that something had badly happened to me because my life was so different. The things that I used to like, I wasn't too interested in those anymore. And the things that I I didn't like, those are the things that I liked. And I was really excited about God. I, I just uh, went out and told everyone that I could about him. And I'd go to my neighbors, you know, and tell them. And I had friends. And back in those days, neighbors were neighbors. And we all knew most everyone. And so I'd go and talk to them. I had one friend of mine that was uh, bad into alcoholism. And I'd talk to him and and uh, everyone else would listen to me. And it got to the place where people would listen to me and they wouldn't listen to anyone else. I had a, a brother, and he's gone to be with the Lord, and and I was uh, the one that had his funeral, I, which I'll, I'll tell you a little later what happened there. But I'd go out and talk, and he was the only one that would listen to me. Everyone else, he'd chase them out of the house. I had a neighbor a little farther down, and and uh, he would talk to me. No one else would. So they, they knew that my life was... Uh, not a fake, that I'd really, something had happened to me, and I was really enjoying my salvation. I do now, too. I, I enjoyed the Lord. And that's, that's what it's all about. This abundant life enables you to cast your care upon the Lord because He cares for you. And like I told you before in another one of these meetings, I, I'd get a little depressed and walk around in my community and I'd see people that were a lot worse off than me and I'd come back feeling pretty good. But as time went on, the Lord called me into the ministry. And here I was, a bashful person. The first time I got up to speak, to preach, it took me about five minutes. To, it took me less than five minutes to say everything that I was wanted to say, and then I froze up and couldn't say anything else. And I thought, Lord, you're calling me to be a minister, and here I am like this. So for years, I was trying to convince the Lord, now, Lord, you're not really calling me to be a minister, are you? And But he just wouldn't let me get get by with that. And eventually I got into my first church. It, it was a small church, and I got into the church, and and all of that bashfulness left me. I could get up and speak for an hour of no trouble. And the Lord just uh, took care of all of that. And I wasn't bashful like I used to be. And I wasn't afraid to speak the truth either. I'd get up and tell what the Lord wanted me to, to say. And and uh, people would listen. And they do. they still listen. As, and so after 36 years of pastoring, I retired. At least I thought I was going to retire, but the truth of the matter is I didn't retire because I had the wonderful opportunity of going for six years to Uganda and helping set up a Christian workers conference. This week they're having their conference. 
And this is the tenth time that they're doing it. Every year it's gotten bigger and better. So you see what I'm talking about? We forget about our plans when we really, when God really comes to us, and we can't come to God just any time. Most of the time we think we're doing pretty good. And it isn't until the Spirit of the Lord, till God's Holy Spirit, comes and starts talking to us personally. God deals with us personally. He doesn't just pick out a whole group. He comes to us individually. God talks to us. Now, so many people have a God that they just talk to Him, but He doesn't talk to them. They want answers from Him, but they never get them. But the God that I'm talking to you about today, the one that I got acquainted with 57 years ago, is just the same today as He's ever been. He doesn't get tired. He didn't get tired of us coming and talking to Him. He said, cast all your care upon me because I care for you. So we can cast our care upon the Lord. If you have burdens today that, that seem to be weighing you down, and sin is is not doing you any good, and you don't know Jesus in the way that I'm telling you that I found out about him back there, I want you to know that you can have. And this is what rivers of living water are all about. It's God's Holy Spirit coming into your life and being a, a part of you. And in doing so, you can have this life that I'm talking about. You can have love because God sheds his love abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in and gives you love for God, love for others. You wouldn't do anything to harm anyone for anything. And you wouldn't do anything to cause disgrace to God and to his way of life either. You have this life in Christ that makes you completely different. And unless you have this, you'll just be up and down all around trying to do it, but you can't do it because if we could do it, then God wouldn't have made a way, another way for us. And so God has done this for us because he does love us. He does care for us. He does want the best for us. And it might not seem like that too long. Sometimes it may just seem like, well, God, where are you? I've gone through that. I've been with the Lord long enough to know some of these things that that can happen to you. And I could tell you about those. But I want you to know that regardless of what your problem is today, regardless of what your burden is, regardless of what the anxiety is, the confusion, or maybe you think you're having a good time without God. But I want you to know that you don't have nearly the good time that you would have if you had Him. And God can make every situation come out for your good if you will let Him do so. It's amazing, and I can tell you from past experience and from present experience, that it's amazing what God can do for a person that, like me, a lot of times I refer to myself as an Indiana hillbilly. If you, you know what a hillbilly is, and you know, I just came, I was just a normal person. I am still just a normal person. I'm just a regular person. I didn't get raised up into heaven. 
I, you know, when I became a Christian, I'm, I'm a new person in Christ Jesus, but I still had to face the same problems everyone else does. And I know what's going on in the world, and I'm not up there somewhere spaced out, and, and I don't see what's going on. I do know what's going on, but I know one thing, that, that because of the Lord Jesus, my life has been a lot better than what it would have been without him. And your life can be today if you'll just let him do so. We have a lot of excuses as to why we, we won't let God have his way. And we have a lot of misgivings. We think, well, if I do this, then my friends might leave me. Well, who is really your friends? Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. A real friend will not leave you. A friend that's just a fair-weather friend will. The prodigal son is a good example of that. The prodigal son said to his father, I'm tired of living in this home. I want you to give me my inheritance and I'm out of here. That's kind of, you know, that isn't exactly the words in the Bible, but that's really what he was saying. So he gets his inheritance. His father gives him his inheritance, which he's not the firstborn son, so he gets he gets only a third of it, but he got it anyway. And, and so he takes his journey away from his father, and the father is, is representative of God the Father. So he goes away, and he goes and finds himself having a good old time. At least he was for a while. You know, they have what they call happy times. And those happy times end up with headaches afterwards, things like that. That's the way the world does, but there's nothing like that with God. So he went out, and he was doing fine. Everyone liked him. But then after a while, his inheritance gave way. He didn't have it anymore. Where did his friends go? They wasn't helping him then, and he ended up in a pig pen. If you know anything about the Jewish religion, one of the worst things that can happen to you is ending up in a pig pen. And not only was he in a pig pen, no one was helping him, so he was eating the pig's food. And we call that slop. There's a lot of things that the world tells us about, the, you know, the people who don't know God. They, they'll tell you this, that, and the other. And, you know... What I'm talking about right now. Have you been there? Are you there now? Are people uh, telling you, hey, just do it this way. It'll make you happy. And you find out it doesn't make you happy. Makes you miserable. Their friends will leave. But the friends that really care for you, they won't leave. And beside that, the old friends might leave. But God will give you good friends. He'll give you new friends. He'll give you friends that really will stand by you. There's a, within the Christian life, what makes it an abundant life is you have friends that are real friends. If you're down, they're still there to pick you up, to help you to get up. And you have this group of friends that are new ones. That's some of the old things that pass away. But you have the new friends in Christ Jesus, that's what happened to me. And that's what can happen to you. 
it looks like we're getting pretty close to our third break, and I appreciate you staying with us despite the technical difficulties that we're having. I'm Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. <clears throat> Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. We're having a good time. We're trusting God uh, with this program today. And, and you know, this is, this is a good example of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about that you can have an abundant life. Regardless of what happens... And things do happen sometimes, don't they? We can just keep right in there and keep going and trusting the Lord. And he always takes care of us in a wonderful way. And I can tell you that there are things that you have never dreamed of that God can do for you. There's there's things that he can bring to your life that you would never think of. Uh, let me just give you some more examples. I was, um, you know, trying to find someone, a companion for myself, and, and like all of us do when we're, we're younger and, and some when we're older, and, and uh, it seemed like no one had the same idea about it as I did. But when I was in my first church, the little one I was telling you about, the Lord worked it out, so he gave me a companion. He gave me a a wonderful wife, and we worked together for 27 years before she went to be with the Lord. And then I was, I was thinking, you know, well, I'll just keep going here, and and uh, I'll meet my wife in heaven, and I'll just work for the Lord here. But the Lord had other ideas, and He brought into my life another companion, and I. Today, I, we've been married about 11 years, going on 12 years, and God has given me a, a wonderful uh, helpmate, a wonderful wife. So, you know, God takes care of every one of our needs. We all need someone that will be there with us. We need someone that's got some flesh and blood. We know the Lord is, is there with us, and He's going to take care of us, but we need someone that we can look at, you know. We don't see God because God is everywhere. And we don't have eyes big enough to see everything everywhere. But even though God is everywhere, he's not everything. Some people get the idea, well, God is not just everywhere, but he's everything. He's He's uh, in the he's the trees, he's the sky, he's he's this, he's that. No, he's not. God is separate from his creation, but he's very much interested. As a matter of fact, if God didn't hold everything together, it would fall apart. It's God that's holding everything together today. The Bible tells us that God even pours out his blessings on those who don't love him as well as those that do. And the basis of the whole thing is realizing that we can't do anything in our own strength. Jesus said that a long time ago. 
He said, without me, you can't do anything. We can do a lot of things that aren't right, but to really live a consistent life that people can trust in, to be honorable, to be trustworthy, to do the things that we need to do, it is done much better with God's help, without, with God's strength. And so what I'm telling you about today is something that you can have. And I don't care what you have now. It can be made better if you'll just let God have his way. Now, the truth of the matter is, we can't really realize that we have sin. There was a bunch of people back there that John was talking about, and they didn't think they had any sin to to confess. They didn't think they had any sin in their life. But we all do. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That takes care of all of us, doesn't it? But if we'll be willing to let go and let God have his way, then we can have this new life in Christ. Maybe what you have to do is to rethink things. And you can't do this without God's, what we refer to as grace. And grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. We've disgraced God in a number of ways. I know I sure did. And I don't, for, I still remember those things, but I don't let them grind me, you know, and, and we can remember what we've done back there. And then we can compare what we have now. And we just, that contrast helps us to keep going. But God takes care of the guilt that we have from that. So God is right there to help us if we will let him do so. I want you to, we don't have an awful lot of time, but I want to give you one more chance to call in and talk to me today. The number is 888-463-6748. And feel free to call and tell me what your situation is or just give your testimony. Whatever you feel like doing would be very much in what I'm letting you do today. This is a talk show. It's not me just sitting up here talking, but we only have a short time. But if you want to call and get in before we close up for the day, you most certainly can. Now, you've been listening to my books being advertised. And these books are books that will help you to um, live the Christian life, there's a number of them that I have. You can go to my website at www.deceitfulmasters.com and see those uh, those books. And we do have resources like that that will help you, that will uh, show you exactly what your relationship with Jesus is, and it will show you how to fight the battle. Because there is a battle, there is an enemy out there that's trying to pull you back into the old way and things like this. But God is right there to help you if you will 
just let go and let him do so today. And, and this is what I'm talking about, that you can have this abundant life in Christ Jesus if you will. God's not going to just drag you into this. He's not going to bag you. He's not going to let the standard down for you. He's, it's the same for everyone. God's no respecter of persons. What he did for me back there that I told you about, he can do for you too. And you might even be miles ahead of what, what I am. Some, it takes some of us a little longer to figure things out than others. And you know, there's nothing any better than seeing a person that just came to the Lord. When you see something like that, and you're a Christian, it just makes you remember what God has done for you. And there's so much, you know, in, in keeping this abundant life. And we'll talk to you about this sometime. But, you know, there, what I'm talking to you about today is kind of on my heart as I see things happening all around us. I see people getting confused and messed up and everything, and I know it doesn't have to be that way. Can you imagine how that would feel? And so my heart is that your heart will be blessed, that you will have abundant life, that you'll have life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can have, if you first admit that you're a sinner, confess your sin to God and ask him to, to forgive you, then you accept Jesus, you let Jesus be your Savior. When you do that, and you do it with all your heart, you'll find a, your life will be transformed. It'll be changed. It'll be wonderfully changed. And it'll just be the beginning of a brand new life in Christ. Well, we're coming, we've come to the end of this program, and it's Wonderful to know that what I'm telling you is the truth today, and you can know this. So be sure and come back next week, and we'll have something else for you that will help you to have this abundant life, to have you the rivers of living water flowing out from you. And you can have this today. You can have it right now. You don't have to go through any uh, kind of tradition or go through any kind of extra ritual or anything like that. It's just the moment that you're willing to, to just let God be God in your life, that you can have this wonderful life in Christ Jesus. So I'm Howard Eugene Wright, and you've been listening to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Have a beautiful and wonderful week. In Christ Jesus.